All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Now, introduce yourself and let the people know who you are. What's happening, y'all? I go by the name of Be Lyrical. Uh, you can find me everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, my Instagram handle is B.L.Y.R.I.K.A.L. Twitter is the same thing without the dot. Uh, I'm repping the brand, my, my brand, Rare Few, which is, uh, you know, my business, my brand, my label. Uh, you know, just trying to, just a young black independent artist trying to make a, a come up in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, man. Stuff. Hell yeah. So, so what's your kind of, what has your uh, come up been so far? Like, I always like to ask artists, like, if your life has been a movie, like, what, what would your movie be like? And what has, what has been, what has it been like up, up to now so far? Uh, it's been a roller coaster ride, man. It's been, uh, ups and downs for sure. You know, from, uh, you know, people that you thought were good friends, you know, falling off to, you know, ups and downs with, you know, having having money, you know what I'm saying, and, and all of that. You know, it's been a journey, but, you know, what what as Kanye says, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, right? That's true. So. That's true. And like yeah, and uh, coming out of coming out of the East Coast, you know, like do you feel like that being around like such a sensual place for that kind of art form, like do you feel like that fueled you to get into the industry more? Based off of just like the art, because New York to me is the mecca of hip hop. That's where it was invented, you know. But right. so like, do you feel like that energy still remains? Like you feel like the energy, you feel the, you know, you just. You feel like the heart of hip hop there is like the best way to put it, you know? No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, uh, here on the East Coast, I feel like we 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 keep the uh, you know the essence of hip hop alive as far as you know the competitive nature of it and you know the the grit, but also mixed in with a little bit of you know street knowledge, trying to tell people, trying trying to put people onto new game, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and trying to teach people through the art of hip hop and, and stuff like that also. So I think that is still very much alive. Who were your influences while you were coming up? Like who do you think like you learned from the most when you were writing and becoming an MC? I would say my biggest influences would be Lupe Fiasco, uh Lil Wayne uh, you know, Kendrick J. Cole, you, you, you'd be lying if you if you say that you're an artist nowadays and you're not being influenced by Drake. So, uh, sure. but primarily, I would say, like, Lupe, Fiasco, and Lil Wayne, those are really, like, my favorite artists, you know, coming up a couple, you know, maybe 10 years ago, less than that. Wow, so... With with uh, Lil Wayne, like, I, I know a lot of people have, like, mixed views about Lil Wayne, but I have to ask you this because this is a very vital question. Now, mm-hmm. this this is about, like, the three Carter albums. Right. If you, if you have to pick one, the other two have to go. Which one are you picking? Carter one, oh, two, or three? Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. I know, right? I'm, like, it's, That's a tough one. I might have to, I might have to keep Carter two. I don't know. That's my fucking oh, answer right there. I'd I pick Carter, too, as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to keep the Carter, too. 
just because just because uh, the track list on the Carter Two is fucking phenomenal. Excuse my my language, but uh, oh, you can curse, man. I feel like I fucking curse all the time. Go for it. All right, that yeah, like you know that was the that was the tape with Hustler music and you know Money on My Mind, Fireman. You know, it had it had so many so many classics. Even Shooter with Robin Thicke. That's honestly like one of my favorite tracks. So yeah, Carter Two might be it. That's the joint. I I don't know. Like I don't want to like speak. Because Lil Wayne's kind of making a comeback now, but I think Carter 2, like, that's, like, prime Lil Wayne, like, to me. Like, most people are going to say Carter 3. The Carter 3 is dope. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. The Carter 2, it's like, it puts a spirit in you, you know? Like, it's it's fucking yes. nuts. The Carter 2 and, and uh, the Drought series, the Drought 3 series, tape series, mixtape series that he did, that was, that's really what made me say that Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive at that point in time. Nowadays, though, you know, Lil Wayne is, you know, I was I would personally say he fell off, but you know, yeah, you can you know, rap is a young man's sport as they say, so you can only expect a person to to be hot for too for too long. He or was so outworking long. a lot of people, like when he was doing that. He outworked a lot of people for a long time and I just think, right. you know, it's like with athletes like shit, like didn't LeBron recently have an injury? It's like you could be like one of the best athletes, like and yet you you can still fucking hurt yourself. Like you do exactly. that. Exactly. Right. And I think I think that's another thing that's I mean I ain't gonna say that's wrong with the industry, but I'll say that a lot of upcoming rappers, especially ones that uh, you know don't necessarily have the the best uh, financial uh, knowledge or you know what I'm saying they they come into the game they try to sign their first they try to sign the best you know the deal as soon as they can and just you know fuck their money off and end up you know in the whole like just like you know, a lot of NBA, former NBA players or whatever the case is. So I feel like it's uh, it's really important to have the right mindset also while going into the industry to the, you know, so that you can have some longevity. And Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne definitely created that for himself. Yeah. Even after all that shit with Birdman, like he was still able to survive that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because of, you know, what, what he built for himself. What, what what do you think is like the shadiest part of the industry? Like, do you think it's the contracts? Like, do you think it's like some of the uh, underlining things that they do, or what is it? Like, because I have my own opinions on it. But what's your perspective? Uh, I feel like the industry is just shady in general because you know when it comes to when it comes to big money, people would do a lot of a lot of morally incorrect things in order to you know get that money. So. Uh, I feel like the biggest, I don't know what the biggest problem in the industry is because I'm not, you know, I'm not in it. But uh, as far as from the outside looking in, I would say that it's probably just all the schemery and the fakeness, you know what I'm saying? But that's in anything. But, uh, yeah, fakeness and uh, definitely that whole situation with Lil Wayne with his money, like, you know, the, and 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 he's not the first. He's not the first artist that had issues with their label or with their managers or whatever the case is with with their money situation. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think that might be the biggest problem. How people will scheme somebody that is opening doors for them and you know allowing them to get these checks. They would they would try to scheme them out of you know out of their money, which is you know messed up. 
No, it's it's terrible. It's such a rampant issue in the industry, and that's what what I love about like you, like independent artistry. It's kind of like independent artists with the internet. You can take the power back and develop your own fan base yourself. Right. Do you, do you think how much do you think the internet impacted your promotion and just being able to get people to hear your voice? I mean, the internet changed the game because you know you know a while ago before all this social media and stuff. You would actually have to go out and network and really be out there and show face all the time and stuff and stuff like that. But uh, with with the use of social media, it it definitely made it a lot easier to reach people all, all across different platforms and and all around the world. Because like as right as of right now, you know my fan base isn't isn't large in any way. But uh, I I use Instagram. I utilize Instagram's promotion tool to reach, you know, thousands of other people that probably would have never saw my post. So it, it definitely is very helpful, and if you're able to utilize it correctly, I, you know, I see that there's a lot to gain from it. Wow. And, like, since you've been on the come up, I want to ask, you know, I always love to talk to artists because I, I always think, like, every every rapper – singer when they sit down and write if they write their own music of course you know they, mm-hmm. there's there's like this essence of there's a process to it like some people have a ritual like i need my water like this i need a bag of skittles name yeah. it. What, what, yeah. what, what's your process <laughs> for me yeah uh i mean i i'm not a i'm not i don't really have a a, a ritual quote unquote i just need i just need some some buds some weed you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, some dope beats. Pretty much how I write, I just sit and I just, uh, you know, go on YouTube or wherever I'm getting beats from at the time, beatstars.com or whatever the case is, and I just sit there and I just listen to beats. I just keep listening to beats until something, you know, hits me, hits my inspiration. And once that happens, I just, you know, I go I go with, I go with what, what's coming to my head pretty much. So that, that's, that's really my process. That's a really good process, like stripped down process of you know just like getting in the zone and just grinding it out and listening to beats. Yeah, pretty much. You know, seeing what seeing what hits, what doesn't. Sometimes I just put beats to the side to like you know I'm gonna come back to that one. Like I feel that it's a hot beat, but I'm not really feeling the inspiration at exactly right to it at the time. So I just put it to the side, maybe. Or maybe I'd write like you know a couple lines for a hook or one or two lines just so I can remember what uh what you know what chain of thought I was on for that beat and get back to it later. But you know sometimes like for example with with the track that I released recently with the music video my energy, I mean with that with that song once I heard that beat, you know the lyrics just pretty much came to me and I I, I pretty much wrote that in one sitting, you know what I'm saying, just like right there immediately once I heard the beat. But with some tracks, it takes a little bit more thought and a little bit more process to actually get the whole thing down. True. Yeah. Because when, when, when I've listened to your music, I always do feel like there's like this sense of you you mean what you say. Like, you know, I think like when you listen to certain artists, like you know if they mean what they say, Right. Or if they're not, like, or if they're phoning it in, like with you, I feel like your delivery and your lyricism, when it when it comes together, the impact is just spot on. I appreciate that, man. 
and I, that's that's really something I work on. I, I uh, you know, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I'm the best lyricist. Of course, not yet. I can't even make that claim. But what what I can say is that I do take my time with my lyrics. I try to make everything make sense. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I do have, and I do try to keep authenticity to all my lyrics, uh, to where you know it's not just me. Cause you know, there's there's rappers that just rap and they they do what they call rap cats. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, they just capping people up based, you know, with their rapping and they're just saying whatever. But when when I try to rap, I try to keep it actually actually real to myself. And I, I try not to uh embellish too much on certain things, which, you know, I try to pride myself on that. Keeping it factual. That's that's definitely a good thing. Like authenticity is something that you can't fake. Right. Yeah, that's and I feel like uh, as I feel like uh, as long as you know people feel that authenticity and feel the feel the genuineness in your lyrics and feel the energy in your lyrics, uh, that matched with you know flow and delivery, you know, I feel like that's that's really what it takes. You know, who am I to say that? But <laughs> you know, uh, that's just that's just my formula at least. Well, I think I think you're gonna go far because like you have humility. Like that's that's really good that you have that. Like, humility is something that that's very underregarded in the hip hop world. Because I've, you know, like there are artists like who haven't put in the work and yet like they have this cockiness. And it's like I'm all for confidence. You can be right. confident in what you do, but if you want to outwardly, you know, in any form, be disrespectful. It's like that's not okay. Like no, but I like what I like about you is like you're just coming across honest and the music. You're coming across honest and authentic, and even just in us talking. So it's like I think when the people even hear this, they're going to connect it to the music and realize this person speaks from their heart. Right, and I hope that does come across because that's that's really where that's really what it is. You know, I try to I try to I try to I feel like. You know, if people can feel the vibe and feel that genuineness, then they're really going to relate to it. They're really going to take it to heart. And once people take it to heart, that's how you really build your core fan base. That's how you build people that are going to love you for, for years and years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And what producers are you vibing with? Like, if you could get in the studio with, I don't know, three to five, even as many producers as you as you would like, who would you want to work with? I mean, one right off the bat would be Cash Money AP. I would love to work with him and just sit down and 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 bust out an EP or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because his his beats are really dope. I really like how he uh you know like for example the My Energy beat is a uh, Cash Money AP beat and that beat is is amazing. Like the horns, I love the horns in that beat. I'm a very I like horns on a beat because it makes me feel like um. It makes me feel like the beat is on some inspirational and motivational type time, and that's that's really how that's really what I'm trying to push. I'm trying to push motivation and and positivity and inspiration, you know. So whenever I hear beats with the horns, I just get that get that motivational vibe, and you know, uh, Cash Money AP he got some nice horns on the beat, so Cash Money would definitely be a person. Or the Martians, you know, I could I could definitely name a couple, you know, Justice League. There are a lot of different producers that I would love to work with. It's just, uh, you know, putting in the work and putting in the time and networking to where I can actually sit there and be in the studio with these people. 
That's really good. You know, like Justice League, they've they fucking alone, like they've made some bomb records. They've made some yeah. fucking Yeah, they've dropped some fire, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lupe got on a uh, Justice League beat too. I forgot what the name of the song was, but it, yeah, Justice League got some fire. Yeah, no, Lupe, that's the thing. I'm happy you bring up Lupe Fiasco because Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, that album single-handedly got me through high school, I think. Like, you know, that, that in the cool. Like, his, yeah. even, I even fucked with Lasers a little bit. Even though people hated all that project, yeah. I, I fucked with a few records on that. Yeah, I fucked with Lasers also. I fucked with um, a couple, because he was, because although it was um, uh, pretty much, you could tell that the, that the label pretty much forced him to put that put that out because it was so commercial. But um, even though there were there were definitely a lot of tracks on there that 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 really spoke to me, like uh, words I never said. You know, that was a very uh, a very deep and uh, a very deep piece that he wrote. But I still. I'll still say Food and Liquor is probably is debatably top top five records of all time. Oh, that's true. Food and Liquor <laughs> is a different kind of classic album. Like, Lupe has still put out some great projects. I'm not going to deny that. Right. But Food and Liquor and The Cool, like, those to me are like, that's those are like centerpieces right there. Factual. Yeah, Food and Liquor, yeah, and definitely The Cool. The Cool is definitely uh, my second favorite album of Lupe. That, what was yeah. What's your opinion on, like, the storytelling, you know, like, the actual... Because, like, on Food and Liquor, there's the song, The Cool, that, you know, is, is stemmed into another album. That The storytelling on that song, like, what did you think about it? Like, what was going through your mind when you first heard it? Because when I first heard it, my mind was blown. Yeah, facts. Uh, yeah, I mean, with a lot of Lupe Fiasco songs, y- your mind just gets blown because of the depth and the the depth that he actually takes his lyricism and, and uh, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, beyond what he's actually saying, but how he's saying it is just so crazy and so well put together that uh, there's there's really no way to not say that uh, Lupe is, like, top five lyricist all time, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Just based off of, just based off of his, his discography and... and, and and how he puts his metaphors and similes and his words play together. Like, a lot of people can't even catch on to Lupe's rhymes, and that's why they don't like him. Because, you know what I'm saying? So, he's on a different level. He's an alien. Yeah, he's on a whole different level. He's a fucking alien. Like, that's the thing. You know, there's some alien mm-hmm. artists. Like, who do you think are some of the more alien, like, tricky rappers out there? Like, as in, like, they're just too, like, they're weird. You know what I mean? Like, weird in a good way. Um, and I'm doing... Uh, <laughs> MF Doom for surely. Uh, you know Lupe for surely. Lil Wayne was 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 definitely because Lil. I was I'm saying Lil Wayne just because. Uh, pretty much he the way that he puts his words together and the way that he puts his rhymes together, he says stuff that you never heard anybody else say before, or he did say stuff that you never heard anybody else say before. So, um, Lil Wayne is definitely you know. Um, He's definitely a Martian. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> super uh, Martian? What was that? Oh, he's super fucking Martian. Oh, yeah, super, right. Uh, uh, who else is there? I can't really come up with anybody else at the top. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't think of anybody else right now. But MF Doom is probably the biggest one that I could think of, you know what I'm saying? Because in all honesty, you don't even know if that's really him when he's when he's doing performances or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's a troll, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, he was the first troll. Like, before Kanye, before, right. like, Lil Pump, like, it was MF Doom. Right. And, man, yeah, I mean, he did it. He, he's a legend in the game for surely, underground. Like if, Underground you know, king, baby. Yeah, if you know if you know MF Doom, then, you know what I'm saying? You know something about some real hip-hop. I want to ask you this because like, I feel like this topic needed to get explored. What do you think about the use of trolling that people use for clout chase? For clout, you're saying? Yeah, for cl- yeah for clout. Like people use trolling, like you know Takashi, it backfired on him. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but you know like yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. The trolling, like just talking shit for clout, you know. Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I honestly think it's uh, corny, but. At the same time, if you look in the history of hip-hop, right, like, for example, like 50 Cent, when he first came into the game, I wouldn't necessarily call it trolling, but he, but the way that he established himself was starting beefs with different people and, 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 and ending some of their careers. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, he was. He was, so, a, he was a troll eater. Shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I feel like Takashi... And everybody else that 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 go down that line are following Fifty Cent's footsteps slightly, just on the strength that they know that if they come into the game and they and they do certain things to get a certain reaction from people, whether good or bad publicity, it's gonna it's gonna boost their their clout. So. Uh, that's just what that's just what I think is like thought press thought process behind it. But as far as, like, the legitimacy of it, I, I think it's kind of corny. But, you know, people are going to be people, and people want to be entertained. <laughs> so That's true. And, and the thing with 50 Cent, I think the thing that differentiates, like, I think 50 Cent kind of is, like, the father of, like, the trolling a little bit. Because, like, I mean, of course, like, other rappers, they've made diss tracks, talk shit. I just think Fifty Cent backed everything up. Like he really did. Like he was very powerful when he came out. Like with Get Rich and I Triumph. That was a different time. And I guess the yeah. thing with Takashi is like he never really tried to out rap anyone or fucking put out a diss track, I guess. Like I just kinda that's got factual. annoyed. He's just doing Instagram videos. That's factual. That's one thing I could say that I, I um I would rather somebody do. Like I'd rather somebody troll and do all that trolling stuff on a on a beat instead of you know all this all this social media publicity stuff you know what i'm saying like if you really got beef with somebody and you in the in the in the rap industry you might as well just take it to the wax and that's something that that takashi really didn't do so you know what i'm saying that like puts a a negative on his on his record in my opinion but i don't like takashi anyways so I don't, I don't fuck with his music either. I just have to, I just have to ask because you know like he's from New York and shit, and I just I want to really because a lot of New Yorkers like I'm have been, like, they've been going, they've been talking mad shit on Takashi. He's been snitching. You said I was from New York. Oh wait 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 wait! You're not from I'm New Philly, York? bro. You're from Philly, my, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I got my grandmother's from Philly. Like I'm from Philadelphia. Shout out to Philadelphia. I'm sorry about that. I I was. You know, I thought you were from. I thought you were from New York because we were doing East Coast time, and Natalie's label was based out in New York. That's my fucking. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. I mean, Natalie is like kind of like my manager. Uh, so, uh, I'm not necessarily. I'm not. I'm not connected to the whole Nimrod uh label thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but yeah, just for just for your information, I guess. I'm sorry. I did. I, I, I'm sorry. I did. They didn't give me too much background information. You know what I no, mean? No, like, no worries. Where you're from? No I didn't. I, yeah. No, I'm not worried about it. No, I'm just informing. So I did. Oh, for sure. But anyway, shout out to Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. Um, I got family based out there, and I got love for the East Coast. You know, like I mean, well, even like let's say being an artist from Philly, like uh-huh. the thing about people from Philadelphia is that they're honest, um, almost brutally honest. Yeah. And like, I, I guess like looking at like all this shit, like all, all this um, the clout chasing, you know, doing this bullshit. I just wonder, like, your take being someone from Philadelphia is like, what do you think is like the remedy to it? Is it just authenticity? Just putting authenticity on the forefront. The remedy to what exactly? The the remedy to pretty much like this Instagram fame, like the idea of. I'm not going to be great at music. I don't need to be. I don't need to be. I can just say I'm a rapper, but instead right. I'm not really going to promote that as much. I want to be the shit talker. Word. So what's the remedy to that? I don't know if there is a remedy because in all honesty, social media, especially like Twitter, um, you know, people live for that trolling stuff nowadays. Like trolling is almost a lifestyle, so... In all honesty, like, as long as people are entertained by it, I don't know if it's ever going to die off. Uh, we just got to, I feel like we just got to kind of just live with it and uh, be able to distinguish what's troll and what's not. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. So I want to ask you, you know, like, what advice could you give to other upcoming artists that, you know, might be struggling, you know, that might feel like they don't have a voice? Like, you know, because of being an artist, you have to fight doubt quite often. You know, when you're coming up, like, what advice do you think you can give to other young artists on the come up? Uh, as far as advice, I would just say to uh, keep your head up at all times. Don't let don't let anybody uh, talk you out of chasing your dream, especially somebody that that you know was talked out of chasing their own dream. Um, and also, I would say to just uh, try to find your own voice, try to find your own originality, your own your own style, and and keep pushing that till you find your core fan base. And once you do that, then you're then you're then you're on the up and up. Uh, huh? I'll continue. No, I was just gonna say, just like you know, just just stay focused, and 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 be a businessman or a business person on top of an artist because nowadays you need to be you need to be business savvy in order to step into certain rooms with certain people and have certain conversations. So that's you know true. keep that in mind. Yeah, being business savvy is very, very important. And speaking yeah. of business, I, I know that you're you're uh, always working on music. Do you want right. to tell the people what you're up to? Are you working on any specific projects, or have you recently put out another project that you want to plug? Uh, well, the most recent thing that I put out was my uh, official music video to My Energy. You can catch that on YouTube. Uh, you can just look up Rare Few or B.Lyrical My Energy, and it should pop up. Um, other than that, though, I'm I'm currently working on a tape, probably an EP. I haven't really decided on the date yet or uh, a name for it, but 
I asked my story if I should just keep dropping singles or drop a tape. I asked that uh, maybe a couple months ago or a month ago, and they said, you know, that I should drop a tape. So that's what I'm going to do for them. Uh, I'm going to drop a little EP probably. And between now and then, I'm just working on, you know, uh, building better and new content for my social media uh, to keep people, you know, in tuned with what I'm doing until the EP drops. That's pretty much where I'm at. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'll make sure to be on the lookout for that. And uh, before, you know, like, before we put a cap on it, I want to ask you, you know, because you brought up your brand a couple times, um, Mm -hmm. with Rare Few, like, like I, I like I really like the name to it. That's the thing. Is there is there uh, any merch you got anywhere like I can? Because I, I would definitely rock that T-shirt, dude. Word. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. As far as right now, I did have T-shirts available, but um, I've, I've been developing new merch ideas and uh, uh, trying to find artists for different uh, ideas that I have that need to be sketched up. So. And also, I'm in the I'm in the process of finalizing my website. So once I get my website finalized and I get these new merch ideas uh, put down and actually, you know, printed up onto some shirts and hoodies and stuff, then I'll open the the store page on my actual website, and then we'll have all the merch available. Uh, but as far as right now, I did have a t I did have a t-shirt that was available. But uh, I've, I've stopped making them as of right now until I can get the whole shebang formed. <laughs> if you know that. So everything is a development process. So exactly. I like I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're timing stuff. I think that you are business savvy. I mean, how old are you? Right now, I'm 26. You're 26, dude. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking. Well, I mean, you're a young dude, so it's like being business savvy, being a young guy, like being in the hip hop world. You're going to do good. You're going to do really good. Just keep that shit in mind. I yeah, appreciate it, man. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I can't say much. Like, It's not like I have, like, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan or anything. Right, but right. At the same time, like, <laughs> I, I see where you're going. You know I what I mean? Like, I, I, I see where you're going, and it's like I see the trajectory. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. with you branding, you know, like like I said, like, it's just about timing, how you do it. And when, I, when you drop everything, let me know. I'll make sure to plug your clothing, uh, your merch, you know, the music. I'll be sure to plug it up, man. For surely, bro. I'm going to uh, follow you on all your socials so we can stay uh, in touch. Hell yeah, man, definitely. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, just uh, thank you for, thank you for coming on the podcast. And, by the way, like, I'll edit out the Philadelphia because I didn't – that's my bad. Yeah, bro. no worries. I apologize, no, no, no. dog. I should feel <laughs> better, bro. I got family from Philly. I got family from Philly. They beat my ass because of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. No, I, I didn't. I didn't take it anyway. I just, I just had to uh, correct you for the record. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, for the record, dude. I, I, you, no, you weren't being malicious in any way. It's just like I'm just like so self-critical. I'm like, how yeah, the fuck did I not know? How the fuck did I not know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I feel you, bro. No, but no, I, I appreciate it. And yeah, no, just, thank you for coming on. And before you go, there's just one last question. Uh, okay. Favorite hip-hop album ever? Shit. <laughs> One? All right, you have to, maybe not ever, but I mean, how about this? Top five. How about top like five. two? Can we do top five? Well, oh, uh, shit. I'll say, I'll say it's either, it's between Food and Liquor and The Blueprint. Food and Probably. Liquor and The Blueprint? 
Probably. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It was rapid fire as fuck, but thank you. No, it's all good, much. bro. I probably couldn't. I probably couldn't have thought of uh, my top five. That's why I just gave you the two. <laughs> oh yeah, two is good enough for me. Like it's hard to pick. Like I said, it's hard to pick a favorite album because it's like you. I have forty favorite albums. Right. Exactly. It's too many. Too many. Too many. 